Welcome, everybody, to the second episode of The Owl Nest. I'm Hiccup, joined by Bread and Rice, as always. Howdy, howdy. We are going into week one of the Overwatch League here, coming up soon in a couple of days. We wanted to go through, do some match predictions, even though APAC got pushed back a few weeks. Wanted to go through some of the NA matches, well, all of the NA matches for week one, and talk about the picks that we have, why we have them, and those sorts of things. Now, for those of you that are on viewing YouTube or the video version of this, you're probably going, what do you mean? Episode two, uh, there's no episode one. We understand that there was supposed to be a video of episode one, but it didn't. Someone kind of messed that up. Okay, I didn't personally mess it up. There were a lot of factors that went into it, but we had to scrap the video. So the first episode of the podcast is audio only on the various streaming services, Spotify, Apple, those those sorts of things. But moving forward with this episode and future ones, we will be having a video version that goes up on YouTube alongside the audio yeah, version. Yeah, so those of you listening on audio, feel free to check out our YouTube. Like, subscribe, and com- comment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so before we get into talking about the matches, there are some things that we want to start first. The first of those being the Overwatch 2 PvP beta. We mentioned it in episode one that we have we, we have the access after watching four hours of a stream. And by watching, we mean put it on the background like 90% of other people. So we had it, and we've been able to play it a little bit more. So what are your, what are some of your, your thoughts on, on uh, some of the things we've had? So I really enjoy the, the idea of Overwatch 2. I, mm-hmm. I think it tackles a lot of the issues that people have had with the game for a long time. I think it's going to be more, more enjoyable. To watch, uh, and I think it's going to be um, really good. I, I've really enjoyed playing it so far. Uh, Q times are a little crazy for damage and tank, <laughs> so I've been playing mostly support. And a lot of people, I, I've seen a lot of complaints about the support role, but honestly, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it feels like, to me, Overwatch 2 is feeling like what Overwatch 1 always wanted to be. Um, and I, I do think it, it's definitely a beta. There are some issues, mm-hmm. yeah. especially with the UI and some of the sound balance. Uh, the other day I was playing and Junkrat ulted and none of us heard the voice line. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We just died from a Junkrat <laughs> ult and we were like, wait, where, where wait did a minute. that come from? <laughs> and so uh, obviously there are issues, but it's a beta. I, I, I think for what it is, it, it's amazing. And, and I'm really enjoying it. I've been grinding it a lot. Yeah, I, I'll echo that as well. I probably won't be playing much Overwatch 1 while this beta is running. I think for, for me, I mean, the gameplay that's being shown is just stuff from that we were doing earlier today. I have just been playing more. I haven't played a whole lot of Sojourn. And not that it's like, oh, I just haven't gotten a chance. I just don't. I personally don't enjoy playing her because I'm just bad. <laughs> I think she's a very well-designed hero, but it's... To me, it seems like it's like if you can't hit the railgun, there's no you shouldn't be sojourn isn't the the right pick because of the spread she's got. So it's like soldier seventy six and Cassidy are probably the better picks and Ash. But if you can hit that railgun, oh, sojourn's disgusting. And it was fun. It's been fun playing against the reworked Doomfist. The reworked Sombra is interesting as well. The reworked Orissa, if she has a mercy pocket, is like nigh unkillable. It's kind of yeah. That was what we, we discovered game, today. <laughs> yeah, we had a game earlier on Eichenwald. I was on Ryan, and you were on. What were you? I was on? playing Farah. Yeah, and 
we were putting everything we had into this Arisa. Yeah, it was just dying. us against Mercy Arisa. We should have just turned on the Mercy. Yeah, so I mean, it, <laughs> she's. But they've been fun. The new maps are yeah. also a lot of fun. And like you said, I think the only issues that I have are things that'll be ironed out throughout the beta, like the kill feed having some issues, the scoreboard being interesting. But I would hope that the dev team is taking all this feedback, is getting a lot of the feedback, and just is implementing changes, and that by the end of this first this first closed beta cycle, that a lot of the things will be fixed going into the second one. But all things considered, it's a ton of fun. I enjoy playing it, and it should just get better as, as time goes on. Definitely. The one thing that I really think they need to do before the next beta, if, if they want to retain interest, is they need to have a new support character or some reworks or something to to get people interested in in the role because right now i mean every time we queued as anything but support we would wait several minutes yeah and then as soon as we did flex queue we instantly found games as support and so i i think it's just that's kind of the reality we're living in but yeah but i i think i i think it's got some really good things and i'm excited to see uh how it gets ironed out and what it becomes. Yeah, definitely. So uh, we're looking forward and looking forward to the league playing on it this coming week and seeing what the pros do with it. But enough about Overwatch 2. Uh, we have one one major piece of news that broke earlier this morning. We're recording this on, on the 30th of April. And this morning, uh, the Chengdu Hunters came out and revealed, you know, said the things that we all thought were coming through Halo's tweets and some other things that some of the players will be let go. So they let go Yoveltal, uh, their assistant coach Creed, and then the, the players far away and Aprita. I, for me, these are, these are interesting because, I mean, Yoveltal and far away going aren't, I mean, they're, they're big losses, but I don't know that it's, it's not team breaking. Like, cause yeah. Monk, the, cause Monk and Nisha, the ones who, who remain on the, the supports that remain on the team are good. Monk's a decent flex support and Nisha's, a solid main, uh, sorry, Monk's a good flex support, and Nisha's a, a decent main support. Yveltal was better. I, I would think that that's probably pretty universally agreed on, but they, these two aren't slackers. And, I mean, they signed Daisy, who kind of, like, hidden in all of that. Everyone was like, wait, who's this Daisy person who plays main, yeah. who plays off-tank? So now they have an off-tank to go with Gaga. So their their, their tank line is is rounded out. The concern to me is they lost a Prita. So now it's just Leave and Jinmu currently, which leave is like leave. I don't think there's any problem, and no one has any problems with leave. But the problem is, no. is that now Prita was a solid like second to leave, but now you just have Jinmu, who's a silly hero specialist, silly hero specialist, and mm. I don't know how that's gonna play out for them because now it's Jinmu can't play tracer, so it's like you either have leave play tracer, or you have him play hit scan. You can't do both. So Jinmu's kind of just there, and I worry that Leave will be able to make up for the fact that Jinmu's with him, but that's it. And we don't know if Leave will be able to replicate his 2021, you know, level of play. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how it'll affect their play too much, but I think if they don't get somebody to join up with Leave and even another flex support. I could see Soul jumping them in the power rankings because I mean we when we look at the power rankings we have Soul underneath Chengdu, but I think with these with these departures, if they don't get anybody added, I think Soul probably jumps them because I think 
fits and profit, and then you add in um, stalker, right? And I, I think those three are better than just Jinmu and Leave. As yeah, is. I would agree with that. I, I will say um, they've been scrimming. They've been playing Overwatch 2 for what uh, about a month and a half now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the reasons why, if they knew they had to lose players and they held on as long as they did, they were probably seeing who they could afford to to lose. I, I think this probably drops them. I, I would say it definitely drops them below Seoul. Kind of puts them in that same category of Philadelphia where it's like they can compete with the higher teams but I don't see them, Yeah, you know, beating shanghai and in, in any real <laughs> no. sense of the words but but i do think that they'll still be one of the top teams i think they're still in mm-hmm. the top four i think losing who they did you know it, it's better than losing leave like they were originally <laughs> rumored to do yeah. and, and so it's like so it's like it's bad but it could be a lot worse and, and i think Chengdu will still be competitive mm-hmm. and uh i i just hope those players get picked up because I'm excited to see a Prita. Yeah, I would yeah. hope that they get picked up as well to get to get another chance. And I think the Hunters will still be a solid team because, I mean, any team that would have leave on it has a chance to, to do some things. It just yeah. hurts their chances a little bit to make runs at, at Shanghai. And if Jinmu gets in the right meta and he's playing the way that he can play, mm-hmm. then they'll be fine. Yeah, I think things will be okay for them. And another piece of news, I don't know if this is news, but we, we wanted to mention it anyway. So the Overwatch League has announced the the Pick'ems and the Overwatch League tokens going on. So the tokens will, as as they've said, it will work like they have in the past. Except I think in the past, wasn't it three tokens per hour? So has it been upped? I think that's an up. I don't I know think they how, did when that it. was. So it's, you know, you earn five Overwatch League tokens for every hour you watch and... There, you receive double tokens for uh, the Gladiators, New York match, Vancouver, Boston, Washington, Toronto, and Florida, Paris matches that are happening opening weekend. So you'll earn ten per hour, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's and it's awesome. it'll be like that throughout the whole season. And so all you have to do to make sure you can get those rewards is just make sure you connect your Battle.net account with your YouTube cha- your YouTube account, so when you watch, you're able to have those stack on each other. But then once you have those stacked, all you do is watch and you get it. And they've also said that they'll be giving out, let's see, 1,500 Overwatch 2 PvP beta codes during each hour of opening weekend. So for those of you who were unfortunately unable to put four hours of a stream on in the background on Wednesday, just watch all as much of the Overwatch League matches as you can opening weekend and you'll probably get it. I mean, 1,500 an hour over the course of four days you should be able to get it if you want it and oh, yeah. you don't already have it and then they also have opened up the pickums which will work similar to all the other years they haven't announced any prizes or rewards for it like but, but last sure year they will come. last year i know they had the statues that they were giving out for the ones that were up top so those are just on the actual overwatch league website so you just put in your guest score for all the matches coming up and they already have it up all the way through every single tournament if you want to just go and make predictions for you know some <laughs> for the end of the kickoff clash going to week four you're like here we go <laughs> um you can and, do that uh, and while you're on youtube setting up your your account linking your blizzard account go ahead and uh 
look up your favorite Overwatch related podcast and subscribe. You gotta plug it. Just gotta plug <laughs> oh, yeah, it repeatedly. Gotta plug it. <laughs> oh yeah. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, but so now anyway. we'll get into the real reason that we've gathered here today, and that's for week one match predictions for NA. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. the news uh, earlier, was it earlier this week or was it last week they announced the change to the APAC schedule last year. because of uh, COVID, COVID-related things happening throughout China and Korea. They've had to push the APAC matches back to week three, I believe. So they'll be playing all all the APAC matches in the last two or three weeks of the kickoff clash. So those schedules would be crazy. So now um, week one of the season just has the, the 13 NA matches. And so we're just going to go through each one, one by one, list off the our predictions. We'll talk about why we've predicted who we've predicted. And most of them will probably agree on some of these matches, just from our perspective, probably will be a bit lopsided. But there are a handful that are decently close in our opinion. Yeah. And either way, I am super stoked for this. You know, it's like we've been doing a lot of prep, a lot of getting ready for for the season to start and for it to We're finally, finally here. here. And to see some Overwatch 2 played high level, um, I, I'm stoked for it. It's yeah, be it should be super exciting. So the first match for, for opening week is the LA Gladiators versus the New York Excelsior. So for me... I don't really think that this is a very hard decision. I am going with the LA Excelsior. Gladiators in this one. Oh, really? I'm Are you going? Kidding. Oh, okay, no, okay. Definitely Gladiators. Definitely Gladiators. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't think that this is really all that difficult of a decision because I mean, when you just look at the rosters, it's like, yeah, New York's roster is good. Yaki and Flora are good. Kellen's a great, you know, tank and Gangnam Jin, Myungbong. That's a solid backline. But I mean, you're playing. Reiner and Space and Shu Skew. I mean, you're playing a loaded, a, a very loaded Clads roster. I that being said, I will say my my hot take of this match is uh, I think New York will get a map. That, I, I definitely my, uh, think they'll get a map. I, I think don't it'll think be it'll a three one. I think yeah. it'll be a three one. I think New York will take it on any map because I I do think that between the between the five DPS players, I think Yaki is probably the best one there. I mean, Kevster, I Kevster is insane, but I mean, Yaki can sometimes just go super saiyan. Yeah, like if Yaki some, like, like Decay off. does, and yeah. so I think they will take New York will take whatever map Yaki can play a hero that he's comfortable on. But if he's unable to do that, then it will be a 3-0. But I think it'll be a 3-1, most likely. I think that's yeah. probably the most likely scenario for that match. But there's just... New York doesn't have too much of a chance of winning that one. Mm-hmm. Unless Glads come out just in face plant, which I don't think they will. Yeah, I don't think they will. Uh, next match, it's going to be Paris Eternal and San Francisco Shock, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's Shock all the way. Not yeah, I also I also agree with you. I, I mean, the shock roster is just crazy, but I think it's we say it's crazy. They have I mean they have proper on their team. Yeah, uh, and the rest of the team is also really good. But I mean they have they have proper. I yeah, I think I, that that's enough single handedly for a team like Paris because Paris's roster is just okay. I mean Glister I think has a chance to to do some things against this former team in this match. Yeah. But I don't think that the rest of the Paris team even comes close to stacking to basically anybody on San Francisco. Yeah. I think it's 
one-sided as one-sided can get. Yeah, I do think there's a world where, uh, because Coluge is so late to join the team, the Shock struggles at communication or something like that, and Paris are able to do something with that. But I, I don't think it's likely at all. I'm yeah, I, sure. I don't think... This one probably, we're 3-0. looking at a 3-0. I don't yeah. think that that would be out of the realm of possibility. I mean, if Paris can take a map, that's a moral victory. If you can take... Oh, yeah. if, if Paris can take a map off of San Francisco, I think that's going in the right direction, moving into their other their other match of the week and then moving into future weeks. But they're, they that one... This one's more of a stomping than the first one is because yeah. at least New York has a chance to do something. I don't think Paris has any chance to yeah. do anything. Paris just doesn't have the roster to compete. So, so the next one we've got is the Atlanta Rain versus the Florida Mayhem. I I'm taking Rain. Is that a controversial oh, yeah. at all? You're with me on Not that one. All. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I I just think. I mean, just like we talked about in our last, I almost said video, but in, in our <laughs> last episode, in our last audio video, <laughs> the last uh, recording, um, I I think the rain are really good this yeah. year, and, and they're just a lot more well-rounded than most teams, and they have players that can pop off in every role, and I feel like the Mayhem just don't have that. I think the Mayhem will put a respectable fight but i i don't think they have any chance to win yeah i i I think like with them with the mayhem i think xc probably has it will probably be able to do some things here and there especially if they are able to play if he's able to play the hit scan but i and and hydron will if he's playing will be able to do well and so we'll checkmate but i mean the rain i mean you're playing up against nero and kai and i think nero and checkmate, I think Nero is better, even if yeah. We don't really know too much about checkmate how well he plays in the league because he didn't really get a chance to play anything but Reinhardt last year when he's yeah. a DPS player. But I think Nero Nero has shown that he's at least consistently, definitely above league average, and has times where he's way better than that. And then Kai is mm-hmm. Kai's great. I I don't think yeah. that there's any. And then the rest of the rosters, I, OG Ultraviolet beats out. Majed, Onimo, and Kariv. I don't think that's... it's cl- And then Adam and someone are okay, but when you're playing against Gator and Hawk, who have been playing together a long time, and can, who, and they ha- probably have a cl- very clear idea of who's playing what, and they just have a system in place. So that one's not... That yeah. one's not probably not controversial or hot at all. Yeah, I, I think this match is... Out of the matches on Thursday, I think this is the one most likely to go to a map five, if any of them. Um, really? Uh, well, I mean, but, but the I, bar yeah. for that is so low it's that it's so that low. Like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be a map five. I think it might be a three one. Three one, I think for this one as but, well. But I, I yeah, I, I think it'll be fun to watch though. Um, to see some of these players in action to see if the rain actually live up to um, all the preseason hype because I know a lot of people rank rain even higher than we did oh um, i mean we have them fourth so i mean it's not like they have <laughs> they, they can only be so much better i know but, but i've seen some people put them top two really yeah yeah okay so so then um, the next one i think if we're if we're ta- if we're looking at matches that could be the most one-sided during the week i think this, this is probably this one is there any is there any universe in which the spitfire beat the shock any universe 
Yeah, so if um, Kaluj, uh has an injury in the Eternal Shock game and they don't have a tank player and they go out with a four-man roster, <laughs> London might be able to get a map. I just, this this one, I mean, all the other matches, it's like, okay, maybe they, they might be stompings, but they'll be like, you know, they'll be like reasonable stompings. But yeah. this one, this, this, one, this one's not even it's close. It's going to be sad. And, and I feel bad for the Spitfire, their first time on stage this year. And they're up against the shock. Like, I, yeah, this this team, like the Spitfire team, up. it's like they're coming from a season, last season, where they had a single win, and their first game of the season is going up against the shock and proper. Uh, yeah. What, there's, you just you feel sad. You just feel sad for London yeah. and their fans, all one of them. Like... There's nothing. This is a three zero. If there was ever, if there were any matches that are like almost guaranteed a three zero, it's this. This is number one. This is right at the top. Yeah, I I think we might actually see a push map that goes all the way to the the, the end. end of the map. <laughs> Maybe. Oh man, this this match is just gonna be sad. Oh, yeah. I mean, if Spitfire is able to put up some sense of life, which the bar for that is pretty low, but if they're yeah. able to to put up somewhat of a fight and just not have all the maps be a stomp. I think that's good for them moving into their yeah. match against the Titans later in the week. So I think this is the one that just kind of gives them to, they're not just stomped dead initially, because if they get yeah. beaten to the ground and it's not even close and then they go into the Titans match, I think they, they would be on a lower footing than the Titans. Yeah. Well, and if they lose this match and lose the Titans match, like that's, that's a rough start good. to the season. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, if that happens, I won't have any hope for them. Oh, no! My poor, my poor Spitfire. My poor Spitfire. I'll have to retire my uh, Oh no! My little Spitfire emblem I use in, in game all the time. Man. All right, well, then um, the next, next one game. is probably the close, the first closer game that we have, right? So the Boston Uprising yeah. versus the Vancouver Titans. What are, where, where are you leaning on this one? Um, I'm leaning bo- uh, Boston. Um, I I'm also leaning. I'm also leaning yeah. Boston. I I think Titans. It would be awesome if they got a map or two. Um, I think it's going to be a three-one. Yeah. With Boston winning, uh, yeah. I I mean I I think Titans they they just don't look very good this year. Well, I have, did you see him last year? <laughs> yeah. I mean when I when I look at the two rosters, I mean Boston has. I think when you look at the DPS lines. Boston has striker, so that if striker is able to play tracer, I think that'll put him over the edge. But if striker's not able to play tracer like he did, I think Aspire um, Shockwave matches Boston's pretty well. I think that yeah. those those two, and and I don't know how much Psycho will play. I think it'll mo- mostly probably just be Aspire Shockwave. Yeah, I think I think Aspire Shockwave will be able to to hold up their own against Boston fairly easily. But it's when yeah, I look at the rest, the, roster, the rest of the roster. I yeah. mean, I I. Crimzo, MCD, and Faith are just, they're definitely better than Aztec and Skaripa. Moss is solid, but he's one player and a three-man backline. Yeah. And then False is the only tank versus Boston's three tanks. Punk and Marvel yeah. are, are going to be able to win that matchup. So, I mean, I think Vancouver will be able to take, take a match, and it'll probably be off the back of Aspire Shockwave. This yeah. might have a chance to go to map five, but it's unlikely. So Boston in three one, I'm with you on that one as well. Yeah, 
Uh, and I, I yeah, I, I don't know that there's much more to be said with that. I, I think uh, it'll be a fun <laughs> match to see how Vancouver holds up. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's okay. But now Next we match, get to the spiciest this... match probably oh, yeah. all week. This is match of the week: Dallas Fuel versus Houston Outlaws live in in San Antonio. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Battle for Texas in awesome. San Antonio, the first live event for the league in NA since 2020. So, oh, where where are you where are you leaning on on the Battle for Texas? <laughs> I hate this match. No, it's it's going to be so much fun, but it's like I love Houston <laughs> and I want them to win. Uh and so it's like seriously on my pickums every time I look at it I keep swapping which one gets three maps and which one gets two. I think it's going to be a map 5 because mm -hmm. you know the the Overwatch League riders they they're going to let it go to map 5, you know. They, so who they who currently to... currently in your mind who who's taking three maps as of this moment? I think it has to be Dallas. I I I think Houston will put up a good fight. But I think in the end, Dallas is going to win. I am sniffing the Outlaws opium. I'm on it. <laughs> My bias is showing at least a little bit. I this is this is a map five. Regardless of who wins, this is the closest match of the week. Yeah, I hope uh, the, I, I the closest hope good match of the week. <laughs> we'll put it, that asterisk there. Oh yeah, yeah. So I I think it'll be a really good match because it'll be interesting to see Sparkle Doha play up against you know, Dante and Pelican and Merritt as well. And, but I think what this one will probably come down to is if Houston is able to play despite the holes they've got, if Piggy is able to put up his own against Fearless and Hanbin. Because yeah. Lastro and Iris, I think, will be able to play, you know, up against Dallas's backline, even though they are missing a support because Dallas also only has two supports. They don't have double flex. They've got a main and a, and a, and a flex. So they still are only both working with two supports. But it's the, the difference is in the tank line. You have Hanbin and Fierce versus just Piggy. And yeah. I think whatever the tank meta comes out in week one probably determines this match. Because if the yeah. tank meta comes out in week one and we're playing Reinhardt or Winston... Piggy's at a disadvantage, and Fearless is probably gonna be, is gonna win that one hands down easily. But yeah. if it's if it's more, you know, if if we're in a meta where you can either play main tank or off tank because people are figuring it out, Pelican and Dante, Pelican Dante and Merritt probably have a chance to take down Doha Sparkle or with Edison or Gurio if they're in, because I I, I just think because Dallas has four DPS versus Houston's three, so Houston just they have to do less shuffling they have pretty clear yeah. split roles whereas dallas it's like well they were running doha sparkle last year and it was working are they going to use the hit scans they've got but i think regardless whichever way you slice it this is probably going to be the best match of the week yeah easily so, my question is so we've seen a lot of lucio in the beta and and it sounds like lucio is kind of a uh at least Pretty much every tier list I've seen has put him S tier yeah, as so best character in the game. So the question is, is if it, Lucio is just as good in, in Overwatch League um, as he is in, in people's personal playing, um, who plays it for Outlaws? Who plays the Lucio? I would see the. I'm. I would imagine because I mean, Junkbox is not an idiot. 
Like we know yeah. that he didn't he didn't win on shock for nothing. So I imagine that if th- this is the roster they've had now since what February, they've been having this roster the whole time, and it seemed because they haven't picked anyone else up. It seems like when they made this roster, it was clear like okay, we're all in on these six. We're not picking anyone else up. So I would imagine that they've been having Astro or La- Lastro or Iris learning main support. And Unless... we don't we don't know how they're playing how they play main support. It's not like Violet last year who played Lucio to atrocious levels. So I imagine they're practicing with it. Same with Piggy. Unless main they tanks. had Jake as their main support, and now that he's a coach, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would hope that they knew Jake's role was going to solidify. Yeah. So I would I would imagine that they are if if main support is a big deal as we've been seeing on character tier lists and even in games, that they've been practicing with that and they've been putting one of either Iris or Lastro on Lucio and, and prepping for that. I don't imagine the Outlaws would come in completely just bamboozled at the meta. Yeah, So I think true. it just comes down to what is the meta and how well can Outlaws adapt to it if it is not a meta where Piggy can play Sigma and we can play, you know, Brig, or we can play like Bap Zen, the, the Outlaws. Yeah. So it'll be close. I think this is the best match of the week, hands down. I don't think anyone yeah. would argue otherwise. Yeah, I, I think any of the other close maps are, I mean, matches are just against weaker teams. Yep. And so, speaking of which, going into the next one, which could also be close, but for a different reason, we have Justice the Washington Defiant. Justice versus the Toronto Defiant. So who, who are you taking for this one? Um, this is the hard one. Uh, I I am taking the Washington Justice. See, I I have it as a three-two, and I don't know what I was doing when I was making my pickums. <laughs> But I put it three two defiant winning. Are you is that actually your pick why... or let me let me do some thinking real quick. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna stick with it. You're gonna I'm, stick I'm with gonna the stick defiant with pick. Alright, so yeah. we're back to back differences on matches. So I think you you have you probably I would say you have merit in picking Toronto because Washington could just drop just drop the spaghetti again yeah, like they just are known to do what i'm thinking it's it's both teams first match right mm-hmm. and so i think i have a feeling toronto defiant are just going to come out pumped and ready to play <laughs> pumped and ready to play and justice is going to drop the ball and i think um yeah <sighs> i think justice justice is also playing the fuel this week I think Justice in prepping is going to be more focused on the fuel game than the Defiant game. Yeah, but the, the Defiant, Defiant are game. playing the Outlaws this week. Oh, that's true. <laughs> What's funny is that'll give us a really good comparison of how these four teams are because they're just playing each other. But the Defiant, the Defiant are going to be thinking, "Man, I have no chance in our other game, so we've got to take the Justice game seriously." <laughs> yeah, the the thing that when I look at when I look at the two rosters, when I look at Washington, the back line is just that support line of Krill and Opener. When you're, you so you've got the two teams, you have Krill and Opener on the side of Washington, and then you go to Toronto and you're playing Twilight and Chirong. Yeah, I don't. There's a very clear support diff in that one. Chirong and and Twilight are gonna just have a a field day against yeah. the other two. But when I look at the DPS line, I'm gonna be taking Assassin Decay and Happy over Hisu Finale and Hisu Finale. Yeah. 
And then Hotba Muse, that. I think Mag Kalios is better than Muse Hotba. I think it's close, though. I think this is definitely another map five, and it's going to come down to is Washington able to just not Washington themselves? Yeah. And, like, and it, I like think it'll also come down to how well supports are able to, like, how big of an impact how they big have. An impact. And, I, and I think if the Defiant win, all of those people that have been posting on Reddit that supports are dead, are useless in, in <laughs> Overwatch 2, they'll have to... Uh, they'll have to answer to Tehran to running at their door on Lucio. If Lucio really yeah. is as meta as he is and can have high impact, then, I think Toronto I think could Toronto take it. Can, but yeah. I think with so, not knowing those things, I'm going to stick with Washington because on paper, I think Washington has the better roster, even though the support line is worse. I think the tanks and DPS are better than Toronto's. I'm going to stick with my 3-2 Toronto <laughs> and uh, Lucio Diff. GG. The Lucio Diff GG. GG easy go GG, next. easy go next. All right. Our next, the next match on the, on the docket, NYXL versus Atlanta Rain. Yeah, I, I think this one has the potential to be interesting, but I think Atlanta is going to... Yeah, I'm with you stop. there. I think this is a 3-1. I think NYXL will probably... I think they'll learn, they'll learn from their game against the Gladiators. Because I think Rain and Glads are are similar. Oh, man, they in, have a in tough week. I mean, playing playing two of the top five teams, at least according to our our power rankings, of course, having to play two of the top five teams in in one week is not easy. So no. I think NYXL they'll be able to take at least a map off of the both of them because Yaki Flora is good, are very good, and I think Yaki Flora match up very well against Kainero. I would I would put those two DPS lines at very similar levels, so I think it'll yeah. be a fire it'll be a firefight it'll be a fireworks show, but when I look at the rest of the team, I will take Gator Hawk over NYXL's singular Vulcan. I mean Kellen Tank. Okay, Vulcan's on the roster, but he's not. Let's be honest. We talked about this on episode I one. The, <laughs> I I think the fun thing about the Excel is. They they always have the possibility of upsetting. Like any team they play against, I feel like they they have the talent that if they're yeah on they fire, do they they can win. And so I think they're going to be a fun team to watch all year because if there's one of the middle tier teams that that has the potential to maybe break into it into a higher tier, I think they're one of the more likely. And so I think it'll be interesting to see how they fare against these teams their first mm-hmm. week because they have really talented players on their team. Um, and so it'll be interesting. I think it'll, it'll, yeah, it'll I be agree. a 3-1. 3-1 I think yeah. is is a good is a good guess and it'll be back it'll be off the back of Yaki and Flora winning DPS duels. But other than that, I, I Atlanta is just going to take it more often than not for for yeah. these matchups. And sure. I think that's probably very similar, if not more so, for Boston Uprising versus the Gladiators. Exactly what I was thinking. Gladiators you know, I, I like... in three. I, this is a 3-0 in my yeah. mind. Yeah. I, I think Gladiators, they win every time. You know, I don't, yeah, I, I, there's I don't a see a world where Boston beats them. I, I think the glads just have the better roster i think they have pound better for pound, dps 100 yeah, better dps better tanks better supports i they have more well-rounded roster when it comes to history and and um just each player on the glads has proven themselves as 
a really solid player, and I don't think that's true with Boston. Yeah, I don't so. think there's... Uh, we are definitely in agreement on that one. This is a 3-0 to yeah. probably... I. Would you say it would be a 3-0 to a similar level that the Shonk Eternal match would be a 3-0, or do you think Uprising will be able to at least make it a competitive 3-0? Oh, I mean, Shock Spitfire match. Yeah, I don't think it'll be like Shock, Shock Spitfire. I, I think... If Boston gets a map, that's a win and, and for them. But mm-hmm. I, I think that that's a lot more likely than the Spitfire. Like, yeah. the Shock Spitfire match, it's almost not even... like. If there's any match that you don't want to watch because <laughs> it's that like, one. like let's say you're sleeping in or you're working and you don't want to turn on the game that that's the game I mean, it to is, not watch this it is it is isn't it's like the, it's the first friday it's the first match on friday isn't it the shock yeah, fire yeah. match so yeah if you're if you if you're for some reason sleeping in past what noon <laughs> 12 p.m pacific time that's there's your match you just don't yeah you can skip that one but i, I yeah i don't think this one will be as big of a stomping but no, uprising I, uh, uprising is definitely an, fighting an uphill battle here and if they yeah. do if they are competitive at all it's going to be off the back of striker if anything because yeah. the other i don't think they have a chance really otherwise to do anything so mm-hmm. i i i'm i think we're in agreement but now now we get back the twenty twenty one bread bat bread bowl rematch between the Vancouver Titans and London Spitfire. This is the match they, of the they, week. They, in my they, book. they saw what happened last year and how neither team got a win till they like basically played each other at the end of the season. So they went, no, we're not doing that this time. We're putting it week one so they can just get it over. Someone with. will get a win. Somebody will and, get a win. <laughs> and for me, this might just be my. Uh, london fan coming out but it's a three two with london on top you're taking london well this is i be i'm taking i'm win. taking the titans i'm taking the titans here i yeah i this match is going to be if 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 dallas versus houston is the best match of the week because it'll be the best gameplay this is the best match of the week because it may not be the best gameplay yeah and who knows like maybe these teams Maybe these teams were made for Overwatch 2. Maybe. And that's why they weren't good at Overwatch 1. Well, except for but... the Vancouver Titans completely revamped their roster from last year. Oh, yeah, year. that's true. You could say that about but... London, but not about <laughs> Vancouver. Yeah, but... Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I think... Yeah, it'll be a close match, but I don't think it'll be a good match. It'll go to 5. Um... And the reason I picked Vancouver over London is because Vancouver wins... In two of the three categories, to, in my mind, because Aspire Shockwave Psycho is gonna beat yeah, Sparker Shack's backbone. backbone, and like, and and the support line Admiral is Admiral Landon. I don't know much about Landon, and Admiral's good-ish. Yeah, but then I mean, even though Vancouver had like Scrip and Aztec may not be like top tier, we know that Masa's great. Yeah, and so even though London definitely wins out with Hottie Poco and the, the tank line versus the solo false tank on Vancouver. I think yeah. Aspire, Shockwave, Masa, I think those three are able to just pull it together to take down London in five. I mean, it'll be a close five, so it's like not going to yeah. be a con- super convincing win. But Titans have the easier schedule this week because they're playing Boston, whereas the Spitfire have to go up against this third coming of Christ in the shock with proper. Yeah. So I think Spitfire... I mean, Spitfire have to prepare for a harder match. Now, granted, they could just... GG go next before even playing the shock and just put all their prep into the Titans match. Whereas the Titans will 
have will probably be on the hopium that they can beat uprising and put equal prep into both so i think that could actually play if spitfire wins that could be part of it so in that vancouver's trying to prepare for two close matches if one of these teams either one of them three owes the other will that affect the way you think about the team that wins so if if either london or vancouver comes out and just body slams the other wipes the other one yeah if if that happens, if one of them comes out and body slams the other, the one that loses, I will just kind of, it'll like be a my eyes moment. I'll be like, how do you get beat that bad by literally the team that's right next to you at the bottom of the power rankings? And then the team that beat them, I would have to then look, because when we have, when we look at their rosters, they don't show a whole lot of like inspiration. But then like when we look at the power rankings, I mean, if London or Vancouver beats on the other one, well, then I'll have to look at how well do Paris and Florida play. Because if Paris comes out and just gets flattened by the shock and gets flattened by the mayhem, then I'll be like, okay, maybe Paris isn't, you know, third from last. Maybe they're second to last. So Mm -hmm. I don't think that if one if one of them comes out and slams the other, they're not going to like go shooting up the power rankings like at all. Because like, congratulations, you beat last place. Here's a cookie. But I think it'll definitely put them in a conversation of actually being able to be competitive with the teams that are just above them, like Paris, Florida, and and Toronto in the case of our rankings. So I don't know how this and how how it'll do it, how it'll shake things up. But, you know, funnily enough, the next match right after that is Is Mayhem Eternal. (laughs) Mayhem Eternal. So these two matches, I think, will really give us a good idea of how the how 10th through 13th lays out in na so yeah. who do you have in in the mayhem eternal fisticuffs who who do you have winning this one i have florida winning 3-1 i i, I agree with you on that one i'm also taking florida yeah i i think you know florida has a full roster paris they have a lot more holes uh also i think just like I would definitely take Florida's tank line over Paris's in any world. I would take two tanks over one tank, yeah. No, uh Paris has two. They have Dan and Vestola. Oh, sorry, right? I didn't Yeah, Vestola and Dan. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. I would as well. But I think I would take someone and Adam. I would take someone and them. Adam. And I think I think Animo and Creve aren't bad. I think Yeah, as I I I do as well and and Majed is as well. I think those support lines are probably a similar level though, because I mean Khan and Dredro are like okay. They're decent and I, I think the same could be said about Florida's back line. And I but I and I mean the DPS battle as well is gonna be close because Naga you only have Naga and Glister on the side of Paris and then when you go to London you've got I mean Florida, you've got Checkmate Hydron and Exe. I think this is gonna be a question of who wins Exe or Glister. Yeah, I think I those. I think the winner of that duel, which won't be like a direct duel because Glister like is kind of a hyperflex, so we can kind of play everything. But he's going to be playing the hit scan because Naga, uh, there's no world, and that Naga plays projectile. So it, I yeah. think it'll be Exe Glister in in that long range hit scan duel or tracer duel if if they do that as well. And I think that Exe probably has the leg up at least slightly. But he didn't, yeah. because even though he didn't play last year, Glister didn't really play last year either. So both mm-hmm. of them are kind of 
how well can they play this year? And I take Exe over Glister. And then Florida has Hydron and Checkmate as well, whereas Paris only has Naga. And I rate Hydron and Checkmate higher than Naga. So even though the support line may be about the same, the tank line and the DPS line for Florida, I think, definitely Just edges out Paris's. Out. But it's yeah. not enough to make it any any less close than a, than a five yeah. mapper. I will say that Paris has a lot riding on this game. I, I think how they look in this game is going to kind of determine yeah, how because, people view them for the rest of the season. Because their game against the Shock is not well. going to give a good measuring stick. I mean, if no. they take a map off Shock, then it could. But if they get flattened yeah. by Shock and then they lose to Mayhem, then you're like, okay, they do belong in 11th place. But if they yeah. come out and beat the Mayhem and are somewhat competitive to Shock, then it's like, okay, well, how are they going? How do they stack up against Toronto, the next the next team up? So yeah. it's another it's yeah. another five mapper that it, there's a lot there's it's, this is the slightly worse five map series of the bottom four, yeah. but are these two these two matches are they played back to back on Sunday right because there's four matches yeah. Sunday so oh my yeah. goodness it's that's gonna be a, oh my it's gonna be a goodness. long day. <laughs> Imagine waking then, up Sunday and you're like, congratulations, I get to watch the four worst teams potentially play against each other in NA. Sleep in until the next match. Sleep into the next match. <laughs> Although, honestly, I think Sunday generally isn't, like, the the last two games aren't going to be that close. I, I Well, think. no, I think, I think da- this next match, Dallas Fuel versus Washington Justice, I think could be closer. It'll be a 3-1, I think, and I we probably both agree that the Fuel are taking this one, right? There's yeah, no question. I, I, I think it's going to be a 3-0. Oh, you think it'll be a 3-0? I think it'll be a 3-0. I, I think the Dallas will come out after their loss against Houston Outlaws and won. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, didn't you? Wait a moment. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think they're going to be Outlaws, but I, I do think they're going to come out and, and they'll want to prove that they're a dominant force and and they're just gonna 3-0 i i think it'll be a 3-1 because i mean unless justice just get flattened by defiant if if justice come out on saturday and get flattened by defiant then they're getting 3-0 by fuel but if they actually if they beat defiant 3-1 like i think they will then i think they'll be able to take at least a map off fuel but then again Mm -hmm. that's is Decay playing? I think that probably has a larger part to do yeah, with it. Yeah, that's going to be a because big Dallas does Dallas beats decay. Justice pound for pound, except their DPS line I think is about this because Happy Decay versus Sparkle Doha Edison Gurio I think is a similar I still matchup. Put the fuel pretty pretty far above that. I, I I could see it close on certain maps, but I think overall, I I think Doha, it's it's Sparkle, it's more Edison. of a it's more of a question of is this like the justice that's supposed to be here, or is it going to be the, the justice, justice that mentally <laughs> checked out four months ago and doesn't even show up to the league like they just sometimes do? Is Assassin going to be throwing memps everywhere, or is he going to actually be, remember how to play the game? We don't know. But if, if if Justice do what they're supposed to, it's a 3-1. I don't think it goes to a map 5 ever, no. but I think a 3-1. But if Justice doesn't come out and they just do the Justice thing, it's a 3-0. Fuel take it pretty easily. Yeah. But then the final match, rounding out week one, Houston Outlaws, Toronto Defiant. Is this one close at all? Um, No, not really. Houston Outlaws in three? There's a world where Toronto takes a map or two. I I think it might be a 3-1. 
maybe maybe but yeah i, I, I think, think if, so the only the only world in which the find is able to take a map is if main supports are super important then toronto has the leg up every time with Toronto well, twilight I, they're beating last year iris yeah, and then I think also in a world where Piggy isn't able to, isn't comfortable playing the tanks there, meta. But see, the the thing with that is Hotba and Muse aren't a very inspiring tank line in general. So yeah. it's like even if main tanks are meta, it's not like Muse is like the most confident looking person on main tank. Because I mean, Deepak has come out and said that last year they had flexibility issues with Muse in some of the main tanks. So that gives the outlaws the advantage of that even if main tanks are meta, Defiant may not be very comfortable with them anyways, and Hotba may be playing who is an off-tank as well. So Defiant only win in the support category if main supports are important. If it's double flex yeah. support, I think outlaws then, and Defiant are probably yeah. similarly matched, but I take that outlaws DPS line over that Defiant oh, yeah. DPS line any day of the week. Every time. <laughs> yeah, every time. And so if it is a DPS-heavy... Um, meta which yeah, i imagine it will be yeah in which case it's just going to be houston outlaws houston all outlaws way. all the way so that's that's the last match on on sunday so those are all the matches that we have and i'll and so i i think it'll be an interesting week i think that this week more so there's is going to help us give us it'll give us a good idea of how the bottom of the standings yeah shake out because all four of the bottom teams in our power rankings are playing the other team right next to them. Mm -hmm. And then they are also each playing a team that is in a tier above them. Some of them are more unlucky than others, like the Spitfire, but then in the case of, you know, for instance, uh, in, uh, in case of the the Titans, they're only playing the Uprising, who are only a couple, you know, they're only one tier above them as opposed to everyone else who's having to play Shock or Rain. It, they're a little higher. And, but I, Shock does just play Spitfire and Eternal. So we'll be able to, in a way, directly compare Eternal and Spitfire at the end of Week 1 because they're both going to be playing their lower tier counterparts and also the exact same team up at the top. So if Eternal comes out and is somewhat competitive against Shock and Spitfire just planks then we'll be like, okay, Paris is definitely better than Spitfire, which then we can look at if Spitfire gets beat by Titans and Eternal lose to Mayhem, then you're like, okay, that can get a bit muddy, but it, it, it hel it'll help us organize some of that area. But the the part of the our rankings, at least, and even some of the standings that probably will still be a bit muddy after this is that middle ground, because yeah. those middle teams really aren't, aren't really playing, playing each, other. each other. Outside of the Washington... Washington, um, Toronto, Toronto match. Team. That is the only yeah. one of that middle area that's being played because, yeah, uh, yeah, the the rain are are playing NYXL, which is within the ballpark. They're within four slots of each other. Rain's not in that middle group. They're not in that defiant no. uprising Excelsior Justice yeah. set of things. And none of them are playing outlaws. Defiant is, but defiant's at the bottom. But they're none of them are playing the justice. And none of them are playing the teams below them. Yeah. Except outside of Boston. Boston's like the only one that's playing a team that's lower than them in that area. So it's going to be difficult to... We're going to have to do an eye test across matches because they're not playing similar opponents. They're just 
playing teams that are way above them or teams that are way below them. And that'll have to be the, the strength measuring that we get. And even the teams up at the top, the only match that we have that'll give us some clarity of the top is is Outlaws Fuel. Outlaws Fuel. Because if Outlaws yeah. come out and beat Fuel, well, then it's like, oh, are the Fuel yeah. lower or are the Outlaws higher? You know, or is it just a fluke? Is it a fluke like it was at the beginning yeah. of last year? Because Shock's not playing anyone up there. Gladiators aren't playing anyone up there. The Rain aren't playing any of those people. It's literally just the Fuel and the Outlaws playing each other. Cause, and Justice is playing Fuel as well. But Justice is more so in that middle lean They're ground. still in that middle, yeah. So they're kind of like on their... I would say Justice are definitely the gatekeepers currently going into week one. And so if Defiant is able to take down Justice, then we're like, okay, Justice are not the gatekeepers. Yeah. The Justice... But it's like... The Justice and the Defiant are like the two separating factors, and nobody is really, not many teams are playing outside of their their area. Nobody is really yeah. playing the top three teams outside of Justice. So I don't know how much clarity the standings will give us after yeah, week I, one. I think week one is mostly just going to be the top teams showing off what they have and, and proving proving they're standing in everyone's minds and know? the bottom it's, teams trying not to be the worst. <laughs> yeah and the bottom team showing who's oh, slightly no. less who's slightly who's slightly less worse than the others yeah that's so oh man that that sunday morning slew of games is that's hard to look at hard yeah. to look at you when you have to go from spitfire titans to then eternal mayhem and then it's like okay we'll just wait till later in the day to get better games but then you go to justice fuel and defiant outlaws you're like okay that's not a whole lot better so i yeah. i in my mind the best day of matches is definitely friday because thursday's games are going to be largely stomps but and but yeah. with but Friday's games are are close because you have our match of the week of Fuel Outlaws that is going to be the marquee matchup. Yeah. But then like Boston, Boston Vancouver isn't going to inherently be a terrible match, and no, Defiant and Justice isn't going to be a bad match. So, yeah. well, no, but um, well, no, but they have Shock mind. Spitfire Friday. Just kidding. Yeah. I I for some reason was reading wrong. Just kidding. No. I, the oh. best matches are the best matches definitely that last Friday match. Yeah, and, and but then, then other than Saturday that, Saturday morning isn't bad. Saturday morning, Saturday morning isn't bad, but there's no like day where all of the yeah. matches that day are good because most of them are going to be three ones, and the only three twos are later on in the week, and most of those are between the bottom feeders. And yeah, are those map fives really that good? No, those are us just rolling our eyes, going get this over with, like it was with the <laughs> toilet bowl in 2020. <laughs> So I don't, but this, I'm so excited for week one. It's been so long. This off season has been so long. And it's Overwatch 2. Finally, it exists. It's real. It's real. It's good. It's going to be awesome. And, uh, it'll be awesome. And yeah, I'm just, I'm ready for it to start. And yeah, it's going to be great. Next week will be analyzing some of the games that happen over the weekend too and so that'll be fun and so if you happen to miss them miss the outlaws destroying the fuel 3-0 i'm just kidding <laughs> i don't know your pick said otherwise i'm not here for this outlaws slander i will not stand uh, for it 
but yeah, uh, if you happen to miss it or whatever, feel free to check out our show and we'll talk about probably that one. <laughs> probably that one. That one will definitely be included. Spitfire. And yeah, it'll be good. I'm excited. It should be it should be a fantastic week. No matter how the matches end up, it'll be exciting to see the pro players playing again, seeing some of these new teams set, and then also just being able to see a live event again for the Battle of Texas. It's been such a long time. Oh, and they, we're going to hear a crowd. We'll hear a crowd again because, I mean, they also announced that the kickoff clash and the summer showdown are also going to be held in person in Dallas and Toronto, respectively. So we have at least three confirmed in-person events this year. We'll have to see yeah. what other which, ones move forward, but it's a step in the right direction. And I think week which, one, go ahead. If if anyone is uh, wanting to sponsor us <laughs> and our trip down to Texas, uh, mom's cooking doesn't pay for travel, unfortunately. The mad lad did it. He just did it. <laughs> I cannot believe you've done this. I'm not affiliated with this man. I don't know what is happening. But... It'll be a fun week. It's going to be a big week for Overwatch 2. I think this week is going to really set the tone and the and the stage for how how Season 5 this year is going to roll. And if Season 1 pops off, we have good matches, production runs well, then I'm going yeah. to be, I'll be super excited for the remainder of the season. Yeah, I, I think this week's going to be a big predictor of how the <laughs> upcoming weeks are. Definitely. Well, we thank you all for tuning in this week and watching us predict some of these matches even though we may be biased but we we thank you for tuning in and we hope to see you next week take care <laughs>